Hello and welcome to Baseball Schooled. My name is James Graylian and that over there is Jay Veen. This is a show about baseball and about becoming a baseball fan. Hi, Jay. How's it going, James? Uh, it's very weird. This is the first episode <laughs> of Baseball Schooled. I feel like we've been preparing for a long time and extremely unprepared. Uh, That's half the fun. So I kinda, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we're definitely going to be winging it. And I expect that in like several months, I'm going to be embarrassed about this show and it's going to be great. No way. <laughs> the yeah. embarrassment is half the fun. The embarrassment is that we are so unprepared, but, uh, <laughs> so what is baseball school? Baseball school is really simply put. I am not a baseball fan. I like to say that I'm kind of a baseball idiot and, uh, Jay is not. So I have a lot of questions about baseball and, and, and I don't know anything about it. Jay to me has bona fides. Jay, you have a background playing in uh, college you've coached, uh, you know, ever since I was five years old, I've either played or coached or followed or whatever so this has been you know obviously the majority of my life so i have a lot of experience and i'm super excited to to help you i don't know where we're going to, what's what's our goal with this i've grown up a very much a not like a not a baseball fan not a sports fan uh but i found hockey and jay and i have been doing a uh, hockey podcast for a long time together yeah. called the f's hockey podcast but over the pandemic and uh sitting at home and being out of work and all that we watched i watch baseball and kind of said, I want to find out what it's like to be a baseball fan. And so I wanted to start this podcast just to talk with Jay about baseball. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to think like what, what is mission accomplished and when will we know it's accomplished? I don't know. And that's, a, I don't know either. That's, what, what is the ultimate, what is the end of baseball there? Yeah. I guess there really isn't much. Maybe that's the fun part. Yeah. That's the fun yeah. part. Yeah. And, and we're, we are going to do a kind of what I'm calling a meta episode at some point where uh, we're going to talk about our backgrounds individually, but then, you know, it'd be very much an episode that if people weren't interested in, you can totally skip and that would be just <laughs> fine. It's all good. Uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's kind of dig into it. Cause I think my first kind of question is like, why, why baseball, which is kind of silly. Cause I'm the one who's becoming the fan of baseball <laughs> in a way. So I'm asking why, yeah. but like, why is why is baseball so intriguing? Why is it the thing that captures people's imagination and became the, the national pastime? I think I did. I could ask the same to you as far as why are you so interested? But I think one thing for sure is it is at least for us in, in, you know, the United States, it signals the beginning of spring. And especially these last two years, they've been so long and there's been so much going on and things have been so unsure and things have been so stressful and everything, especially this spring. I think people really needed baseball. So I'm happy that they figured out their business stuff, but it's just, it's the beginning of the spring. The weather gets warm, the grass gets green and it's baseball time. And that's how it's always been for, I don't know how many 150 something years. Um, that's, that's one reason I love it because, you know, we live in Denver everything is brown for so long it seems like forever and when it comes around baseball time the green grass starts growing and you know it's almost baseball time the weather gets warmer it's and i think that's i think that's one of them the other the other part is you know i've been like i said i've been following this game for a long time it's been a huge part of my life and you know paid my way through college and it's 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 just something that's always different though too like I'm watch, I've been watching and been a part of this game for 40 plus years and I still see things that I've never seen almost and maybe not every single game, but often enough to be like, what am I going to see today? Hopefully, hopefully I don't miss anything that I hadn't seen before. 
And I find that intriguing about the game. I love learning new things and going, well, hadn't thought about that. And we'll talk about a little, a couple of those here in, in just a couple minutes. But like, how about you? Like, well, I hear people talk about like the pitchers and catchers are reporting and, and it's, <laughs> it's such a thing. And I want to talk about that in a, in an episode sure. sometime, but it almost sounds like people are hopeful or the anticipation and all of that. And, and it's a long season of, of so many games of baseball. And then there's the off season and I'm like, what, what about baseball brings you back to baseball every season with anticipation? I guess it's that fresh beginning. You know, you just said it, it's the longest season out there and nothing's even close. It's twice as long as any other season. It's 162 games, 81 at home, 81 on the road, at least in the majors. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, There's just those possibilities that, that when pitchers and catchers show up, everybody is zero and zero. There's a long road ahead of them, but anything is possible. And I think that's the beginning of any sports season, but especially with baseball, it's just like every game matters. Of course, every pitch matters, every, every, everything matters, but man, it is a grind. And there's something about the baseball playoffs too, that it's just so special because every pitch really does matter. And the fans are excited and the fans are there and the energy's all crazy. And there's, there's no, another thing that's intriguing about baseball. Uh, there's a few sports that are like this, but baseball is the one that I know the best. There's no, there's no time. There's no, there's no clock. Mm. There's no limit They're They're trying to put the, the timer on the pitchers now to speed up the game a bit. Cause if they do get a little long and they want to keep people interested, but there's no, there's a scoreboard, but there's no timer. So there, you never know how long a game might be. It could go nine innings. It could go 16 innings. And that's, it does, <laughs> You know, it's not, well, well, we're out of time. Got to go now. That never happens in baseball. And I think that intrigues a lot of people as far as, uh, as far as that goes to coming from hockey. Of course, there is a clock on it and you can pretty much anticipate. And then at the end, uh, it used to end in ties if you didn't solve it in the, in a timed shorter overtime. And now, uh, and they keep adjusting the rules to (laughs) make it a very finite thing. Uh, overtime went to three on three from five on five. Then they went to a shootout, which a lot of hockey fans uh, did and still lament. You've you got me thinking about the commercials too. You know, when the commercials are going to be during every single yeah. game. Yeah. And then they're going to be the exact amount of time every yep. time. Yep. Cause it's a two minute window. Yep. Usually a minute 30, a minute 45 for the commercial. And then you're back for 15 seconds to 30 seconds of content, bef- you know, of show, wh- whatever TV. It's predictable, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be kind of a weird thing to try and how do you fit baseball into your life, into your schedule? When you don't, you have no idea what's going to happen. You just don't. Yeah. Like, uh, even, uh, what is it? Curling? It's a certain amount of things have to happen, but there is a clock in between shots now. Yeah. And they're even talking about going from 10 rounds ends of curling to eight to, uh, kind of speed it up for the audience. Yeah. Uh, I know they tried with it's it's hard to mess with baseball and not mess with its history and not mess with the record books and Mm -hmm. a lot of those things and that's what makes baseball different and unique and that's what draws a lot of people to it I don't know it's it seems it seems weird to me just so like there that the pace does go like that like like there's so much with the other big three sports that the pace just seems so constant and relentless Maybe maybe football is a bit of an exception because the way that the clock is managed and how much actual gameplay happens within that, like 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 sometimes football looks a lot more like we're managing a clock mm-hmm. than we're playing a game. That's a thing. The two minute drill, all those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Another thing that you got me thinking of uh, as we compare it to other sports that might be intriguing that I know is intriguing to a lot of people is the, the field that it's played on is that, mm. is that uh, as when it comes to the game itself, the bases are 90 feet apart and the pitcher's mound is 60 feet, six inches away from the home plate. That is uniform. Everything else, every stadium has its own characteristics. There's not a, you know, when you think about baseball, sorry, when you think about football, when you think about basketball, when you think about um, hockey, they are played in a, on a uniform field, right? But the field in baseball, besides outside of the bases and besides the pitcher's mound of the home plate, uh, there's different dimensions. There's different quirks that every that every park has. So people love going to different parks and seeing those different different quirks, whether it's where people sit, whether it's how high the wall is, like in Boston, uh, mm-hmm. in left field, all those all those little things. People are really drawn to that, and it makes each experience in each baseball stadium a little bit different. And um, I don't th- I can't think of another sport where they share the characteristics of the stadium that they play in. Might be a little yeah. bit different, but the uniform field that they play on or surface or whatever it is, is always exactly the same. So that's another thing that people are drawn to. Thinking about hockey, like the first, the closest thing I can think of is like how teams used to mess with things like outside of the, the like, I think it was, I think it was the, the Colorado avalanche that had shorter benches on the, something like uh, that, yeah. on the away team's <laughs> side so that they couldn't quite fit everybody. Um, in some, in a couple of arenas, there isn't enough room on the bench for the backup goaltender to sit with the team. Yep. And some of them, you can't go from, you have to go across the across ice to the get ice, to your yeah. locker room. Yep. So there's like things like that, but, but this, this is, fundamentally the field is different besides the obvious besides the things yeah. that makes it kind of i guess equitable between teams otherwise um you know Coors field here in denver is big there's a lot of room out there it really changes the game a little bit as mm-hmm. far as how far outfielders need to run to make catches and how far throws are and so forth so i think that's another thing that intrigues pe- people about the game and it's it's uh very welcome and it's kind of cool to see so let's say like i'm obviously i mean we're we're starting this thing and i came to you about it and said, Hey, you know, let's maybe we should try this. But like, if you were to talk to a new, uh, somebody who was like thinking about baseball and like, uh, you know, and, and we're kind of interested, like, what would you say to somebody who was on the fence about jumping on board, making it a sport that they're interested in, or like the, the, somebody knew like, Hey, this is why you want to be interested in baseball. This is why you want to come along for the ride. Oh man. I'd, I'd, I know I'm putting you on the spot. But no, I appreciate that. Like that's, that's gotta be part of all what we do. I'm just trying to figure out like the, like the first thing you'd, you'd actually tell somebody. And I guess it's, it's, it's the little things. If you don't notice the little things in baseball, you're not going to really appreciate it. And there's so many little Mm -hmm. things that I know will, that we will talk about through the, through the, you know, doing this show, but it's just the little things that you notice and knowing that every game's going to be a little bit different. And like I said, one of the reasons I love it is that I've been around it for so long and I'm still learning. And I, mm. I don't, I don't know if I watch a football game or I watch a basketball game or I watch a hockey game and I necessarily learn something every game. I, I learn more watching baseball, even after all these years, every single time, whether it's like a little rules quirk or something that happened or, or, you know, like I said, like a ruling or something like that. It's just, it's, there's so much to it, but yet again, it's just so simple all at the same time, yeah. because my, my old high school coach always used to say, it's a pretty simple game. They throw it, you hit it, and when they hit it, you catch it. It's a very simple game, but there's so many little things that are in between that you learn to love, and you know that's when you start to love them. It's you find more things to love, and that's pretty cool. It, it's like that uh, 
I mean, my favorite baseball movie is Bull Durham. Mm -hmm. Um, and my girlfriend's is major league, which are basically kind of like almost the same movie in so many respects and just different, (laughs) different, uh, looks at it or yeah. yeah. But, uh, the, the scene in the, uh, in the shower when he has to scare the guys, he's like, it's a simple game. So it, it really (laughs) is. You throw the ball, you catch the ball. It's a very simple game, but it, but it's also just like any other game where it's, it's your teammates. You, you end up spending so much time around your teammates and around your coaches that you get to know each other on a different level. And, and that's, I, I, I know part of our other show, we talk about shout outs and, and I'm going to give shout outs to those people that, you know, I think of when we're making these based on the questions that you ask and the, and the topics mm-hmm. that we're going to be covering. And I, that that's how I want to share the show with the people that I know and love through this game and say, Hey, you know, we talked about this on this show and I want to give you, I gave you a shout out in the show because you deserve it. So, um, you know, th- that maybe that's the factor of not having a clock is that you spend so much more time around these guys and and women and and whatever but it's just yeah it's it's special that way too because there's so much unstructured time i think too like they've been trying to cut back the time that that the games go in total but they've done the math on this and literally there's only like i think i can't remember you know the, the game the game itself from beginning to end will go three and a half hours but the actual action that goes on that you watch very like a small percentage of that so it's the little things in between that you're paying attention to that make the game special it is it is one of the things where sometimes I'd be watching, I'd be like, okay, come on, do something now. <laughs> do something. Why did you just stop? You just, Why did you stop doing something? It's like Why that are meme you stopping where you're, to where you're, do something now? It's like that meme where you're poking the thing with a stick. It's like do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baseball can definitely be that way. But it, if you learn to love that, that's that's part of the fun itself. Am I helping or not? <laughs> cause cause I'm like, you know, I want to ask you a question back at you. Like, why? Yeah. Why do you, why are you intrigued to learn more about it? Maybe that's a better question. There's a little bit about it that is, uh, however many million of millions of fans there are, can't be wrong. I mean, they you're, could, but so you're feeling left out is what you're saying. I, I, there, <laughs> I know that's not your style either. Le- <laughs> less, I don't think I'm feeling left out, but I feel like that there's, that there's something there, uh, that maybe, I, you know, uh, in my life I as has skirted on the edge. Like my mom was a diehard Cubs fan and, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it in like the, in the meta episode, sure. but like in the summers growing up when WGN still broadcast the, the games uh, nationwide, you know, Harry Carey doing take me out to the ball game. And it was always on the TV in the summer, you know? And, uh, and so it was always there, but like as soon as school started, you know, and, and I was, it was done. It, it basically clicked off in my life. You yep. know, my mom would still be at home watching and things like that. So there's, and, and then like, you know, growing up, not playing sports and being the kid who, you know, like my dad would want to play catch with, but I was one of those people who you'd have to tell, don't be afraid of the ball. And I was like, well, how do you, how do you tell somebody not to be afraid of the exactly. ball? <laughs> so yeah. that, that isn't working. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like there's, um, like there's something there that um, maybe I've circled around and not being a sports fan for a long time in my life until being a hockey fan. Um, and I feel like kind of like there's a little bit of, I have the room to maybe add it. Um, and at the same time, watching it in the, uh, in the, during the pandemic, sitting at home, yeah. 
there were times when it really drove me nuts having it on. And there were times when it was like, this is really fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's and cool so I want to find out more. It's cool too, knowing where you live. Cause you can actually see some of the lights of Coors field off your deck. Off, oh yeah. Off yeah your, well, off your less so now they're, they're building more That's apartments. No, no <laughs> we don't need that. Away we, the don't, view of no, field. we don't need more and apartments. Also, no. <laughs> looking at the Rockies. I mean, they're, they're probably going to be pretty terrible this season. Uh, <laughs> you're acting like that's something new. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. It's like, there's, there's very low expectations. And I'm also kind of thinking they're, they're the local team. Yeah. And so there's that, uh, with being a fan, I guess, I guess. And then like, do I need to, to maybe do I need to pick another team to follow and take on as a fan? I don't know. Yeah. I guess I, we're going to find I, out. Right. Yeah, exactly. Either, either way. Exactly. I'm super, I'm super honored for you to think that I can help you through your baseball journeys and, and well, I'll obviously take it seriously. So thank you. Listen, you can either help me or you can lie to me a whole lot. And I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> be so like the worst podcast. That could be really fun. <laughs> Anybody who knows baseball <laughs> listening, like this dude's lying to this guy. What is going on? We, we'd have to come up probably with a different, with a different like name for the show. So you'd have to, you'd have to take over our social media completely where I couldn't even look at it. Be like, Oh no, nothing was going on on Twitter today, James. Not be all these people like, hey, don't listen to him. That's awesome. <laughs> well, cool. I think it's, I mean, this is, this is episode one. Um, we're gonna, we, we've got a whole list of topics. We're going to keep adding to it. Yeah. So, I mean, this seems like a, let's let's just start here and go from that i love it all right uh one thing i was gonna ask you something i want to do on the regular um what was the favorite thing or the funnest thing that you saw in baseball this week say that that's why i like it like i think you're already on to this and kind of i've alluded to it because you every week you're going to see something that's awesome in the game which is Hmm. this is going to be easy because well we're so used to doing just avalanche stuff and that's kind of hit and miss within the whole game you're going to find something so uh, one of these things I kind of kept track of when we first started talking about the show and I knew you were going to have this on it. Mm-hmm. So this was September 11th, 2020 bottom of the ninth against the angels. And I, I guess this was here then because Charlie Blackman for the, for the Rockies was up. Nolan Arenado was on deck. The game was tied four and four and there was four to four and there was two outs. Bases were loaded. This was the first time that I've ever seen really in a baseball game where it was guaranteed that the person on deck, are you, are you good with on deck? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Where the person on deck was guaranteed not to bat. He actually, he actually got up out on deck and then he went back into the dugout because he's one of two things is going to happen. Mm -hmm. The Rockies are going to win. Charlie Blackman's either going to get hit or he's going to get hit by a pitch or he's going to get walked and the game's going to be over or Nolan Arenado's going to, or, or Charlie Blackman's going to get out. And then the Rockies need to go back out onto the field for the top of the 10th inning. It is one of the very few times in baseball where the next person who's supposed to hit will not hit. Does not their their contribution at this point does not matter. It may not even happen. It's like the points on whose line is it anyways. (laughs) The points don't matter. (laughs) He, he, Nolan Arenado mattered when he was here, believe me, but he was not (laughs) going to hit that inning. The game was either going to be over or he was going to go back out to play defense because the inning was over. Interesting. Did and he, I, did he actually go out to the on deck circle and have to like, and then figure it out or be told, or I think he started there and I think he, you know, he's obviously plenty smart enough of a baseball oh, guy. Yeah. I think he just went back in. It was very weird to watch somebody hit without somebody on deck because that's what you do. Huh? So, okay. I don't know. Just one of those, again, one of those weird things that I've, I'd never seen that before in any baseball game ever. 
or at least even thought about it. Huh. There was that. Now the cool, the, one of the coolest things I saw more recently was Billy Hamilton's catch against Elias Diaz was hitting. He's a catcher for the Rockies. And I'm sure many of you saw this. If you're a baseball fan, he made an unbelievable catch in left center. Um, Diaz hit the ball a really long ways should have. I think he almost robbed the home run or he, or he did rob the home run, but he climbed the wall like Bo Jackson. And you don't have to be a baseball fan to appreciate the athletic talent that Billy Hamilton has. He can absolutely fly. He actually had to run up the wall to slow himself down, but made an <laughs> unreal catch in the, in the meantime. So those are mine. How about yours? I know that a bunch of mine are probably going to come from John boy. Uh, yeah. and I'm going to guess that the vast majority of people who are uh, find this are going to know who John boy is, but I don't know. Clip commentator on YouTube. Is that, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. What is, what is that genre? Is that what the genre is called? I guess. I, I don't know. Commentator? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what he is. I mean, he, 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 he basically comments on highlights and, uh, breaks down, does breakdowns. So he, he does. It's like a thoughtful Bob Maneri. It's like a, like a useful Bob Maneri. Maneri there to do his thing. I know who that is. I bet you you've heard Bob Maneri. We'll, we'll talk about it later. It's okay. all good. But, yeah. but he had one uh, this week, uh, Texas Tech, a college game. I, I can't even remember who they were playing against right now. Um, it was Texas, actually. They're, they're a big rival, obviously. Nice. Guy stole home to win, to win the game, which, boy, that is. And I believe it was, uh, it was like pretty much last pitch. Like, yeah. Yeah, the, you don't uh, see that very the often. pitcher. Yeah had this uh cadence that he was that he would do and uh you know this this rhythm uh where he just kind of tuned out what was going on around him and uh yep. they noticed and it was capitalized on and it kind of reminded me of like the one, uh, one thing uh people who t- like what was it i think it was one of the rays uh pitchers and i think it was against houston where he was tipping his pitch whether yeah where it was coming from depending mm-hmm. on where he held his glove Oh man, no, you no, sound no. like it's a pro just, already. Uh, you're you're going to make my job it. easier. Tip, tipping your pitch. You're sounding like a pro. Was, he was, he was basically saying, this is what my pitch is going to be by where he was holding his glove. What, what was he doing? I though? believe you, it was, remember exactly I believe it was what they were talking height. about. Like if he had his glove around his belt yeah. versus That's up by his chest yep. and it kind of, and they noticed the pattern. I should have a glove out. Cause I know you can see me. It, I know it sounds like we're sitting next to each other, everyone, <laughs> but we're actually doing this over zoom. But another thing that I've seen people do way too often is that they will, their finger mm-hmm. that's on the outside of their glove. If they're throwing a certain pitch, it'll be out. And if it's against the oh. glove, it's something like that, it'll be against the glove. But when mm-hmm. you tip pitches, uh, it's important for you as a hitter and as a coaching staff that you're paying close attention to what that pitcher is doing, because there's mm-hmm. all kinds of little things they'll do. Sometimes uh, when they're in their stretch and they have the ball behind their back, they're not trying to hide it mm-hmm. from me, but you can still see it. They'll grip the ball in the pitch that they're going to throw before they put right, it in the glove. Right, because if it's in the glove, then they're so hiding be it behind from everybody. But if it's behind, then you can see it. Exactly. So so if it, there's no problem starting with it behind your back. But if you grip the pitch you're going to throw before you make a move to come just told and put it in your glove, yeah. you've tipped your pitch. I can I can see that from the opposing dugout. And I'm not doing anything that's, you know, I'm not doing Houston <laughs> Astros stuff. All I'm all I'm doing is I'm watching what you're doing, and if you're going to grip your curveball before you put it in your glove, mm. that's your fault. That's your problem and not mine. So another mm. thing too is the wrist. Uh, fastball, they'll have their wrist straight on, and for something like a curveball, they'll turn it to the side because that's the side of the ball that they're that they're handling. How do you like? When they let the ball I mean, how, so. do you how do you keep from the, something like that showing up? Do you just get a gigantic glove that <laughs> that you can bury your hand in? Some of it is. Um, gloves are made different ways gloves can be mm-hmm. closed all over the place um but there's also open gloves so some of that is you you know you'll notice pitchers have um some of them decide to use larger gloves so they can put their whole hand and their whole wrist inside the glove itself 
Um, other times they'll have the webbing in the glove is, is constructed differently for different players. Um, some are closed, so you can't see in and some are a little more open. Um, so yeah, how do you do that? You have good coaching. That's really all it is. You have someone, you have a coach who knows what they're doing. And when they see you doing something like that, or they notice that the, I guess the term in baseball is Mm -hmm. called sitting on a pitch. Um, when people start crushing changeups and, and curveballs that are pretty good pitches, you, you should have a pretty good feel for maybe you know there's obviously maybe your pitcher's not that good but i i need to watch my pitcher a little mm. closer to see if they yeah maybe maybe there is so, that tip off that weird thing. yeah yeah of course yeah if they're if they're starting to smash pitches pitches that are in a good location and they just don't seem fooled at all by them that's a red flag for you and you're probably doing something uh in the way you're calling your pitches or tipping something that you're not aware of that you should probably <laughs> become aware of pretty quickly but um, you notice it right away with the pitcher from Texas as well is when a pitcher's eyes are down. Like, oh, he was, he was looking down. at the ground, his, um, like the brim of yeah. his cap. You could, he yep. couldn't see past. And also yep. the, uh, well, I mean, the, John the, boy mentioned on yep. the breakdown was, yeah, look at the, uh, third base coach talking to the player and probably yep. being the one who was pointing it out. Most of the time, what you, what you'll do as a coach is you'll let the player know that this, mm-hmm. this is what I'm seeing take off when you know you have it it's not necessarily something they say on this next pitch you need to do this um when it comes to the higher levels and the players that really know what they're doing it's not necessarily a sign or something that you tell them that is going to happen right away it's like this is what he's doing if you think Mm. you can make it take off and that's that's kind of the cool part but yeah watching the pitcher's eyes the catchers will do the same thing um if they're taking their eye off the hitter i mean off the runners or or kind of lobbing the ball back to the pitcher really really softly oh yeah i've seen a few highlights with that yeah someone with a lot of speed will will just time that right and there's no way you can get the ball you can't make the ball travel to you faster mm-hmm. and so you have to wait for the ball to get to you or go get the ball and then you have to f- you have to field it cleanly and throw it back to your catcher for the best runners they that that's more time that's more than enough time to, to score that run that they might need so i mean i, I kind of want to i feel like almost it's like another episode in a way but like how often how often does it happen that people steal home? Not very often. I mean, this was the, the part of what part of this was that it was a game ender. Like this was this was a walk off home home stolen stolen plate basically. But like if and I've seen it before, uh, you know, but it doesn't seem to happen that often. It doesn't. It's a big risk because you're on third base already. You've made it almost all the way there. So if you're going to do it, it's it it you want it to be not as big of a gamble as it would be. You don't want it to be a gamble. You want to make sure because you're a wild pitch away from scoring anyway. Or if there's less than two outs, you're a fly ball away or a ground ball away. If you get a good jump going to home home plate and you get a good read off of it. So it doesn't happen very often. It's pretty special when it happens and and walk-offs like, like you mentioned and like you noticed and like John Boy's breaking down. Like, yeah, that's pretty special, especially against a, a rival like that. And if I remember right, and I know we talked about it, that same guy hit a grand slam walk off the next, the next game. So that is, yeah, that, that happened as well. Which is, this is crazy. <laughs> hey, have a, have a week, dude. Nice work. And then you'll never hear from him again. <laughs> no, that's okay. But he'll, he'll always live in, in, in that rivals, that rivalry's lore. And, uh, that's good enough because that's, that's some serious baseball they play down there mm-hmm. against each other. And they on YouTube like now. Each other now that's a thing yeah. you, you, you're exactly. now forever in the ones and zeros. <laughs> you can't forget there's two sides to those stories. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's the guy who stole home and then there's, there's this pitcher that should have, should have done it a little bit better. So, oh yeah, I'm sure adjustments were made on the Texas side because, uh, if you can prevent people from doing that, you obviously want to do that. 
I, I, I would assume that if it happened again, that guy would not be pitching anymore. No, that's, that's just a matter of, that's just a matter of you have an adjustment to make. And if you're not going to make that adjustment, we'll find somebody out there that will, that will do yeah. better than you because you're not doing your team any good with that stuff. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. Definitely cost games. Yep. All right. I think that's a, I think it's a pretty decent amount for first, you know, for our first episode. I don't know. We had plenty to talk about already. We're just getting started. This is great. I was actually a little, I was actually a little concerned that our first episode is going to be like, uh, do we really have enough? No to way. Do? It's like, nope, we're going to go down the rabbit hole. I like it. Let's do. So Cool. I'm here for it. On our other, on our other podcast, uh, it's a little bit of a role reversal. Jay starts us off. I have to do the, I have to do the spiel. Uh, so it's kind of fun cause we get to actually do a little, little different this time. So Jay yeah. gets this, you get to set us up and tell us where everything is and all that. We call this the spiel and, and I'll start it like James started says it on another show until I come up with something, I guess on my own, but you can always, <laughs> you can always find baseball schooled on our website. That's kind of a work in progress. Obviously we're going to, we're going to get it going, but it, that'll be at baseballschooled.com. Yes, mm -hmm. that's correct. Okay. That correct. You can find us on Instagram, baseball schooled, and you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, there's not enough characters on Twitter to have us say baseball schooled, I think. So we did BB schooled. So mm -hmm. the letter B, the letter B and schooled, uh, we'll be posting some stuff there and, uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show and you want a little bit more cause we'll be here for it and we're excited to bring it to you and we're going to, we're going to accomplish our mission, whatever that mission ends up being. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. Heck, we may never accomplish the mission. It may just be forever. Who knows? We're going to have fun either way. That's all we care about. I already have. Thanks for doing this, Jay. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having, like I said, I'm super honored to be here. So thanks yeah. for trusting me. Yeah. Uh, you got any shout outs? Oh, shout outs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mentioned him a little bit. Well, first of all, I want to thank you. Like I said, thank you for having me on the show and I, we're going to have some fun with this. I also want to give a shout out to my old high school coach, Tom Severson. He is uh, I'll talk about him more later. Um, he's just been a mentor and a friend and just an amazing person, amazing coach. I've gotten to know him on a lot of different levels and I don't, I'm not sitting here talking about baseball the way I can with you without someone like him. He's amazing. Um, he was just honored by the university of Northern Colorado and became part of, uh, kind of their honored alumni celebration. And, uh, he deserves that and more. One of the best, one of the best players to ever go through UNC and, um, you know, became a scout and one of the best high school coaches the state has ever seen. And, um, just want to give him a shout out. Uh, he is, he's a big reason, like I said, why I'm, why I'm sitting here and why baseball means what it means to me and why I know what I know about the game. Um, so yeah. And then shout out to all the kids I've coached through the years and all the people I've coached with. Um, I'll be more specific as we move forward based on what we're talking about. But again, that time you get to spend with people means a lot. So, um, yeah, it's, I've been very fortunate to be a part of baseball for so long and love it the way I do. And I'm, I'm happy you created this so I can share that my passion and joy with, with, uh, others that may not have been there otherwise. So thank you. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good time. How about you? Shout outs. Yeah, I got two. First off, I'll, uh, John Boyd, because, you know, I think I'm going to be doing a lot of, oh yeah, yeah John great. Boyd brought this up because, you know, he's a lot of fun. He's so good. Yeah. And he's a great real lip reader. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, shout out to him for putting out a lot of stuff. That's uh that's a good time. And I brought, and since I brought her up, uh, shout out to my mom for having uh, those Cubs on, you know, we back in the day, you know, I know that uh, Harry Carey kind of, 
became a bit of a joke, especially on uh, SNL and the like. Yeah. Uh, but we always had, uh, you know, take me out to the ball game, a one, a two, a three. The organ playing. I mean, come on. Wrigley's iconic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, it's one of, I think, how many Major League Baseball stadiums I've been to? I think I may have only been to three so far. That was my question. Have you, have you been to Wrigley? Uh, I've been to Wrigley. I've been yeah. to uh, Fenway and uh, the Rockies. And I was, I think I went to the Rockies game, a Rockies game, like their first or second season. And I hadn't actually gone again until just this past uh, season. So it was like a long time. Yeah. So I think I've I've been to more minor league parts. So thanks, Jay. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for everybody for listening. Uh, We're going to be back. We're going to try and uh, we're shooting for once a week. We're going to keep it fun and interesting and I'm going to learn stuff and hopefully maybe you will too. So thanks for joining us for Baseball Schooled.